to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? The blackest dies. Oh, God. Come on! Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Ron. Yeah, you heard that. We have a guest. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. I was not expecting it, and that is perfect. Okay. We do have a guest. His name is Ron Perti. You know him as, uh, well, he is with me every Saturday on Tales Mm -hmm. from the Podcast, but he also does a lot more than that. Ron, why don't you let everybody else know what you do? I'm a writer-er, and I write real goodly. Um, and I'm a director and an actor and, um, an all around performer type guy who has a, uh, an anchor in horror and, um, uh, Dread Central once called me the iron horse of horror because I put out a new short film every month for like a six month span. Nice. Nice. And Dread Central is a well known amongst the horror community and outside of it, most likely too, but Yeah. I mean, I've known of them for years, and I'm sure plenty of others have. So that's high praise. Yeah, and I'm looking as I as I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm actually at the desk that I I do tales every Saturday with, um, and I'm I'm looking at the giant article that was written about me in Fangoria that I have hanging up on the wall. Very nice, Fangoria. Okay. Yes. So I'm I'm hitting all the bases. <laughs> I see bloody disgusting to do something now. Hey, you never know. I mean, I'll hit up Miska and be like, "Yo, man, what's going on here?" <laughs> like can i get my stuff on screen box or what buddy right exactly i'll hit up tony wash and be like come on i know you're a curator of all this crap yeah tony tony is a good guy i know Tony. he is oh yeah i, I know tony too yeah he's yeah. uh he is um yeah i remember when we were shooting for sale uh right the weekend before i was at days of the dead and he was there and we were talking and I was like, yeah, we're shooting about eight pages in, in the course of four hours. And he's like, good luck. I'm like, <laughs> well, we did it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And then that same night, the same day, rather, uh, it felt like night because it was raining out and it was dark <laughs> in Chicago. Um, and uh, Brad Miska was by the bloody disgusting booth. And he it, it was the weirdest thing because he goes, hey, Ron, what's up? And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? The guy who found a bloody disgusting is calling me by name. And then I went over to talk to him and we didn't even talk about horror. We were talking about fantasy basketball. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it's like super surreal. And whenever, and that's the thing is whenever I feel like I'm not, I don't belong in a, in something, something like that happens. And mm-hmm. I, it makes me feel worse because I'm like, Oh now I feel like an idiot because I didn't. Okay. But yeah. So I have a long history with this movie too. Yeah. See, I'm, we we will get to that because as everyone knows, this is the first watch February. So the the idea behind this is anything that either myself or Leanne, and in this case, she's not joining us this time, but this is something I haven't seen. I have noted this movie since it came out. 
I just never got around to it. So for 15 years, I've been sleeping on this movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge fan of Stephen McHattie because everything I've seen him in has been fantastic. Even if the movie or the show was like, you know, something that was like, hey, okay, he's always delivered. Mm -hmm. And I gave you several options to choose from and you shot this back at me like, let's do this one. Mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. all right, cool. For those of you, because the house by the because the house by the cemetery drives me nuts. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, this was a short list of stuff that I had for this month, and I'm glad you pulled this one. And for those wondering, we're talking about a little film from 2008 called Pontypool. What you are hearing is an actual radio broadcast. It is the only recording of the event. Roadblocks preventing people from leaving and entering the area. Everybody is under quarantine. Blood! Blood! We still do not have an official version of these events, and it's very difficult at this moment to get a fix on what has happened. <laughs> They cut into our signal. Ken? And their eyes. He's looking at me. For your safety. Please avoid contact with family members and restrain from the following. All terms of endearment. For greater safety. Do not translate this message. Do not translate. Just listen to me. Woohoo! Kisses kill. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That's we'll mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, get we'll get there. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. So basically I I don't want to do what a lot of others do and basically kind of go through the movie beat by beat and break it down. I just want to have a conversation about this movie because right, you can't you you can't spoil things with it. You have you you can, but you don't want to because it's one of those films that needs to be experienced. Right, exactly. And, if you and, haven't seen yeah. it, I would say turn this off. Go. Well, it's on Shutter. Come back. It is on Shutter. It is readily available. Yeah, it is definitely something that you need to see, and I yeah. um. I remember I was turned on to it by uh, Charlie Bushin, who was uh, in my very first two movies, and he told me about it, and I checked it out, and I was just like, holy shit. And ever since then, I've been kind of enamored by the film, and uh, when we get to it, I, I went back and listened to my interview with Tony Burgess, mm -hmm. and uh, there's some stuff that he said that I should probably repeat. Um so people, yeah, because it's just holy crap. Nice. Yeah, and we'll definitely get there because, like I said, I, I wanted to know, you've kind of given me some of your experience, how you came to this. Yeah. Like I said, I heard of this years ago because before I started podcasting, I was a podcast listener. Mm -hmm. So I'd heard numerous people talk about this, and I always knew when they were talking about, you know, kiss is kill, kill is kiss, mm -hmm. that whole thing. I'm like, but what is what is the movie? I already knew the premise, but I'm like, but what is it? Mm -hmm. And then I just never got around to seeing it. So it's always been something that's there. And 
like I said, Stephen McCaddy is great. This cast actually the for as small as it is are very good. Yeah, it's it's a it's almost I would almost call it a bottle movie because it really only takes place within the confines of the radio station, Mm -hmm. which, if I remember correctly, is in the basement of a church. Yes, it is. Yes. Ken Lowry from the Sunshine Chopper. (laughs) Which which was great when they finally when she tells him like about, you know, Ken Loney and he's like, what? Yeah. And he's like, (laughs) well, we don't know exactly, but we never let our kids around him. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that's the, that's the best thing about this is it's it's it. For those that haven't seen it, and I don't want to spoil anything, but the best way to say it is it's kind of like Night of the Living Dead meets War of the Worlds. Yeah, the the, the Orson Welles broadcast. Yeah, I got to be specific there. Yeah, because it's very, uh, very audible, um, in in its nature, and you have to pay attention. Your best bet to watch this is watch it with subtitles on. Yeah, it is. It's kind of an audio assault. So if you're somebody who deals with misophonia or you're somebody who just can't deal with a lot of noise at once, you may want to skip this because there's mm-hmm. a lot of over talking and multiple people saying something at once and you can't really comprehend what each is saying. So subtitles are a must. Unfortunately, I didn't have subtitles available to me on the shutter version. Oh, I did. App I have. Oh, so the yeah, app. I can't yeah, I was watching figure it out website. through through Roku. So the website Uh-oh. I can get subtitles. Yeah, but the apps don't have it. Which, you know, Shutter, if you're listening, AMC sponsor a little show. coin that way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's a, that's a weird part though. Is when I watch it on my iPad, um, I can get subtitles. Um, but I haven't tried to watch it with my my Fire Stick because every mm-hmm. time I try watching it with my Fire Stick. It, stuff gets like you know uh real choppy and i'm just like ah oh, hell with it i was watching on my computer yeah yeah i haven't had issues with the on my uh roku tv with it the only thing is the subtitles but when i went and checked even shutters frequently asked questions was like well the mobile apps have it the computer has it they go tv apps we're still working on it they're like well, they're still, they're still trying to okay they're still trying to build things up from when joe bob broke them when on his first marathon so yeah they're still trying to recover from that. That's their... that's really the only time I have an issue with Shutter is if I try to go watch it live, I can't get in. Yeah, it's it's it can be a real pain in the ass. It can be I, a real pain in the ass. Sometimes Much... I can get to the library and watch something else, but live. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a real <laughs> real it's a real pain in the ass. Much like when you're driving to work and someone just bangs on your window. Yeah, like in the beginning of the movie. It, that's the oh. only spot in the movie like. It wasn't it didn't scare me, but it was unsettling. And that's the thing about this movie is the whole thing mm-hmm. is fucking unsettling. Um, like especially with um uh the I forget her name. Uh Laurel Ann. Yeah. When that Sorry, whole thing I, starts I happening to her and oh, the, the window, it's like, yeah, I'm like, okay, that's just fucking unsettling. It is, yeah. It's unsettling and you've already grown to like in a short time that you meet these people, you're like, okay, these are very likable people. They're all just working together, doing this thing. And you get the little bit of background that she served overseas. She's a military person. So she's, Mm -hmm. you know, when people are at the door, she's like, we have an enemy. Yeah. Okay. She's going to be the one. And then something happens. You're like, oh, it's like the movie. Have you seen the movie um, Feast? Yes. It's like that with the whole like the big strong. I'm gonna get you out of here, and then he gets eaten through the window. I I love that part. It is so yeah. 
Because it actually threw me off because I was like, okay, this is the hero. No, he's not. Okay. No, he's lunch. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, the, I, uh, was he one of the doctors from Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> yeah, I think so. But what I love about this is it's it's it doesn't have a lot of social commentary. Like, I, I love social commentary because according to some people, my eyebrows are up to the top of my head. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's a smart zombie picture essentially it's a very smart zombie and look because let's be real honest these this is a zombie picture exactly it's a it's a different type of zombie but essentially that's the inspiration from all of this right 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 and uh i i've yet to read the novel it's based on um Pony pool changes everything but i do know i talked to uh i went back and listened to the episode of my show from way back in the day where i interviewed tony burgess who not only is the writer of the book he also wrote the screenplay and he's also in the movie yes yes is, i was reading that earlier and yeah go, go ahead and let everybody know who he is. he's the funny. he's one of the guys singing in there and and when the one girl starts having like a little bit of a mental a mental breakdown he's the one that grabs her and kind of hugs her and the story he told hmm. me about that was actually really funny because they had to go um, uh, rehearse that. And so they sent him to an actual radio station in full makeup. Oh, no. Yeah. And to do it. And I don't know if it was just to fuck with them, but that is some of the most offensive makeup. And then the guy with the Uzi. That looks like Osama bin Laden. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's actually credited in the credits as, as Osama Jay, bin... brackets yeah. Osama. Yeah. And uh, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and the best part about this is, is I'm, I was going to say this till later, but apparently there are there's a script for a sequel. I I was reading that. I was reading uh, the IMDb trivia earlier because I like to get little bits here and there if there's anything good in there. And was, this, I don't know if it did it mention what the sequel is going to be about. I didn't hear any info about what the sequel was, but I heard that they've been planning like two sequels. Yes, they they are working on two, but the the most direct sequel is going to take place at the exact same time as uh Pontypool 1. Oh. And it's going to be a different group of characters. And he did say to me and I asked him I'm like is Steve, you know, is Steven going to come back and he said, "Well, if you don't see somebody die, there's a chance they might come back." I'm like, "Oh. Okay. So Sydney Breyer might be alive." Mm. That's very possible. <laughs> but um, no, this movie in and of itself is, is if I'm being just completely honest, it's a mind fuck it in really the best is. way, in the best it, way. It really is because from the beginning, you don't really know what's happening. Like you see that woman come up and hit the window of Grant Mazzy's car as he's going into work. Mm -hmm. You're like, what? Okay. She needs help. And then you don't know what she's saying. Yeah. And then when he yells at her and it's being yelled back at him and in that, you're like, what the, f what the hell's going on? What the fuck is mm -hmm. this? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. once you realize what's happening, even though you don't really get a, you get an explanation, but it's still like, wait, we're, we're not really sure what, what is happening. Are you serious? Mm -hmm. It's one of those like, huh? I think ultimately though, I think this is a big um, conversation about um, misinformation and how I can see that, you know, people keep putting out the wrong things um, and people just believe it uh, because there's a lot of stuff that he's talking about that he shouldn't be talking about. Like, you know, take no prisoner. Mm -hmm. But um, it's like, oh, he wants to be Rush Limbaugh. Good. Um, 
And I must say, when I first watched this movie, when I, whenever I heard Grant's last name, all I could do was think of the song Fade Into You by Mazzy Star. <laughs> I was like, good, it's 1995 all over again. Oh, man. Yeah. So, but it, it's, oh, man, it, it is just so good. It, it's it's one of those movies that you have to go back and rewatch it because you might miss something. Yeah. And I'm you have to watch it multiple, multiple times. Yeah. Actually, I was surprised that I picked up on the brown face of the Lawrence and the Arabians, which I was just like, wait, what are they called? And then yeah, I saw well, them and I went, oh. What's no. funny about that is originally they were supposed to do the King and I. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, no. yeah. Oh, man. But we'll see what happens with the sequels. It's been a long time since part one came out um, and I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Uh, there was a moment when... Ooh. Excuse me. There was going to be a the um, not theatrical release, but like a um, Tony was going to give the rights to people to do uh, theater performances of Pontypool because it's, it shouldn't be too hard because there's not exactly a ton of sets or uh, cast members or that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and I was actually going to do it, and he was just going to let me use the rights, but I would have to come up with all the money to do everything else. So it would have been a pain in the yeah. ass. Doing it as a stage production, I mean, all you would need is the set of the radio station. You would just, yeah, you would just need the the board, really. Yeah. And then maybe, and then you can go dark and bring out like a closet for that one scene. Yeah, it wouldn't take much because it's, since it's all taking place in that church and you don't really, the only time we're outside is when he goes to work. Yeah. And he shows up at the church and then they go to the door and open it and they don't step outside they shut it immediately and stay in that church so you're never venturing around town and seeing anything right so yeah it's a it's a lot very bottle movie it's very like 12 angry mm -hmm. men or uh um uh, evil dead is kind yeah. of a bottle movie um well the first two evil deads are well i don't know the ending is kind of eh, no it's still a bottle movie cuz 90% of it takes place in the cabin whereas there's that like 10 per now you're 10 percent well i'm so sorry uh not even 10 percent where he's in uh ancient england yeah so um but yeah it's uh wow i just there's so much that i want to say about the movie that i can't because it will spoil it for people yeah yeah i mean we could always if there's certain things you want to talk about we can always give a spoiler warning later and discuss them that way right. nobody do you but how I, how much do you how much now do you regret not seeing this before? Oh, so much, yeah. so much because this would have taken up a spot on my physical shelf among alongside all of the other horror movies I own. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's very underrated. It's it really is one of those films. Like, there's a lot of films people say you have to see to believe, but this is a hundred percent one that you have to experience you can't mm -hmm. um you can't just say oh well whatever like this is a movie i would have loved to have seen in a theater mm -hmm. just to get the experience of all the audio going yes on. yes the calls coming into the radio the sounds in the background from the calls all that kind of stuff would have, would have greatly benefited being in a theater to hear all that yeah they were talking about avoiding u-boats yeah i'd was like a lot what? of this stuff I don't I didn't get there's, I, I won't lie this is a very very intellectual movie and there's a lot <sighs> of it I didn't get um uh, like for instance first and foremost what I didn't get is 
Um, I mean, I'm sure when it comes to the things that they were saying, they can, I mean, they can uh, kind of come up with uh, with any, they could have heard anything, mm -hmm. you know. But the thing that really didn't make any sense to me, and this, it's not a spoiler, but it's the post credit sequence. See, I actually turned off the credits before that, so. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize until later, and I went, well... I gotta Oops. try and see that, and then I forgot to go get it. So you can spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't seen it. You can go ahead and spoil that for me because I'll go back and watch it and experience it. So you see Sydney and Mazzy, and they're sitting there talking, and they're at like a bar, like a tiki bar, and she's wearing like an Asian robe, and he's in a suit, and he's got a, a nine millimeter, and he's wearing sunglasses, and they're talking like weird noir kind of talk, mm -hmm. and then it just cuts to black. Oh, I'm like, what? What 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 are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. So it's it's kind of hmm. yeah. I'm gonna have yeah. to check that out after we're done. And, and because... as little as it made sense, as little as it made sense, I still enjoyed it more than all the Leprechaun movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, fair. That's and, fair. and I'm glad I'm not gonna have to sit through Back to the Hood. I'm not. I'm not. Not gonna lie. I'm not. I'm glad I'm not gonna have to sit through that. Hey, they're would, not for would, like I say, they're not for everybody. No, so they're not. But you do what you got to do, right? Exactly. And, and, hey, I, you're, and you're not having to watch it. So, yes, know. that's right. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to be home. So see, I've boom, never boom, seen boom, that boom. one. So oh, have fun with that. Oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but the thing I the thing I love about the thing I love about this movie is it's so like there's so many people who will list it as like an influence because it's it's something different and that's mm -hmm. that's why when i made all my zombie movies they're not like a traditional zombie movie right you know it's not like and nothing against george obviously i'm a big fan and i think his his zombie films are the, the gold standard but i don't make zombie pictures that are traditional in any sense of the words like, with the exception of there being a zombie mm -hmm. You know, and that's what was so great about this is it wasn't because you were bitten. If you get bitten in this, you're just dead. Yeah, let's just put it out there. And can we talk about what was infected to make these people? Is yeah. that a spoiler or I, I don't think it's a spoiler because it once they get the explanation, you're you're still not really understanding fully. Right. It's right, like, right. okay, but how did it happen? It just goes, well, this is what's happening. It's like, but how did we get here? And uh -huh. they still don't even have an explanation for that. So I think we're fine talking about the how actual the way it how, spreads. How the English language is infected and it's only terms of endearment. Yeah. Terms of and endearment, words that you would understand and take and baby as terms talk. of endearment and baby talk. It's It's just like, wait a minute. Yeah, and not only that, but you, no, people seem to forget about this, is the movie takes place on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So that is even more of a, you know, or may, maybe this could be subconsciously uh, Tony's way of saying that we throw around terms of endearment so much when they don't mean anything. That's very possible. I didn't think but it, about we that. Do. But... We do. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. And it's uh, it's not a fun thing, but no. uh, it's, it, it's, oh man, I just... And when I saw when I saw this was set on Valentine's Day, and then you get the, the terms of endearment baby talk, I'm like, that makes sense why this thing just spread like wildfires so mm -hmm. quick. 
mm-hmm. and was out of control immediately. Yep. Yep. And then especially like when uh, Sydney finally gets a hold of her, her daughter mm-hmm. and honey, sweetheart. And you hear you see Dr. Mendez. Stop it with the sweetheart. You know, and um, he was a fun character. Dr. He Mendez. was. He was. And I love how they thought he was going crazy just because he was speaking in a foreign language. Her, like, like no, back it away he, from him, like yeah, he's leave. he's just speaking in a foreign language because you can't speak in English. I mean, let's. I mean, I understand yeah. that you, you guys are, are 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 Canadian, but could you you know use a little bit of logic? I'm kidding to all my Canadian fans <laughs> out there, Colin. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, isn't that the most Canadian name ever, Colin? Um, that makes me think of Colin Mockery, who is the uh, most Canadian comedian I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there. Yeah, he is with his bald head, and yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, he needs to be there. <laughs> he needs to just either either get a toupee or just commit to the bit and shave it all off, pal. But, um, yeah, it's it's just, and it's it's a really amazing depiction of people losing it, and it, especially mm-hmm. over such a short period of time because we don't know the time frame that this is taking place in. We don't know how many hours no. this was. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's cray cray. Yeah, it, that's what the kids say, right? Cray cray. I don't know. I, I believe so. Okay. Uh, the most the most we understand is he's getting there for the early morning radio shift. Right. So whether that starts at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 4 a.m., we're not sure. Right. That's all we know is this is early in the morning at some point. They did have a lot of pre-tapes, though. Oh, yeah. Which was weird. And a lot of stuff. I'm assuming they must go through hosts there at that small station, maybe. Well, he was on his way out. Yeah. You know, and, and I love the I love the line. I'm still here, cocksuckers. <laughs> and I don't yeah. know, because I know you rewatched this and I picked up on something when Laura Ann, there's one quick moment with her before everything starts going crazy. She kind of like touches her throat a little and like kind of. Like, hmm, that's odd. And then nothing more. And then eventually we see that she succumbs to this infection. Uh-huh. And I was like, I wonder if that's their little way of going. That's when she got it. That's when things were weird. Maybe. Because I was like, that's odd. Yeah, I don't know. It just stood out. I, I tend to notice little things sometimes when I'm watching movies like this. Well, there's not movies like this, but you know. No. he he. This is very, very... I don't think I have seen anything like this at all. No, it's a zombie movie without the flesh eating and creating more zombies through bites and transfer of saliva, blood, whatever. This is all through language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're all just saying they're saying words, but they're confused. That's what's really unsettling is when you see Laurel Ann start saying the words and she you can see in her face and in her eyes, she's confused she's like i know i'm trying to communicate to you but i can't get the words out there's like oh she's yeah like, missing mazzy mazzy's missing have to find Mazzy. like mm-hmm. what yeah <laughs> and that's another thing is it's it's very kind of i don't know it, there's just so many roads you can go down with this thing and, and without mm-hmm. and and still not know if you're right um because i've never actually asked tony like what was the point yeah, you know, I never mm-hmm. actually said this is. I need to know exactly what is going on here. I never actually asked him that, um, and I probably should have, but that would ruin the movie. 
and this podcast would be very short. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's it's better to not know. Cause then right. if somebody just lays out what it is, you're like, oh. Be like, really? Yeah. It could be I the mean, most simple explanation, and you're like, oh, well, that just kind of takes away everything. I mean, I'll be honest with you, this is probably not gonna be one of your longer episodes because we can't exactly we can't exactly really dive into the movie without you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's very it's hard to and this isn't because we, we don't want to spoil it. It's just you have to see this fucking movie. Yeah, it's it's better experienced than having somebody tell you what it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, Stephen McCaddy's fantastic. I forget the woman who played uh, Sydney. Um, Lisa Hugh? Yeah. And, it's, his, it's his real life wife. Oh, okay. And then um, uh, that would explain all the kissing. Um mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Georgia Georgia was playing uh, Laura Riley. Yeah, she was. I was. I was like, God, let her survive, because I totally want a chance with her. But <laughs> well, yeah. And when you find out, here's the kicker, though, is when you find. Okay, everybody wants to know in a zombie film how long can zombies go without eating. Mm-hmm. In this film, you kind of find out. Yeah. When she didn't out. have when she didn't have any words to come off play off of. You find out what happens. Yeah. And, and it was super gross. It's super gross. It gets brutal. Yeah. There are brutal moments of, I'll say her. You think it's her trying to get into the booth, but I think it's more just out of frustration of not being able to get to anyone or not being able to hear anything. Yeah. You know, that's uh, that's the other thing, because I don't think I honestly don't think that their visual senses were working. I think everything was auditory because there's that sequence when they're going down the hallway and the girl is sitting there mm-hmm. and they say something to one, and then she responds, you know, she parrots it back to them right. and then and... she gets up out of the chair. She doesn't get up out of the chair and doesn't say anything. So it's almost the worst kind of zombie because there you hear them coming, you know, mm-hmm. they're coming and there's nothing you can do about it. If you can't get out of range. Yeah. You, um, you have to just not speak. Mm-hmm. You have to do what Gwen Stefani told you. <laughs> she knows what just what you're saying. Oh, my God. Or or better yet, just don't speak English, <laughs> which is hard, you know, uh, yeah. for a good hunk of the world. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of certain people would be very upset. Well, you mean I can't speak English? Yeah, they're the same ones who are like, I don't want to look at so, I don't want to watch a movie with subtitles. Wait a minute, I don't want to see Taylor Swift on my TV. Yeah, 42 seconds was the amount of time she was on screen for any of those games before the Super Bowl. Shut up. Yeah. (laughs) But those are the same people who complained about Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. It didn't hurt anything. People yeah. just want to people just want to bitch about things. And there are I'm sure there are the average moviegoers who will watch this and say, I don't get it. This was dumb, you know, and yeah, they they are not the target audience for this movie in no. whatsoever. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, people with their eyebrows up to the top of their heads are the only ones that can enjoy it. But go in expecting something different that you've never seen before. Yeah. It still has that comfortable feeling to it that it's a zombie picture, but it also has that difference to it where you don't, where you're you're taken out of your comfort zone. 
but not enough that it's going to insult your intelligence by any stretch of the imagination. Exactly. It they don't hold your hand through this. No, it's not, not at all. There's there's really there's no scenes of overly wrought exposition like mm -hmm. some movies. Mm -hmm. And it, well, it's you know or like the happening where it's exposition. Oh the movie. God. Uh, oh God, that's a happening. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Uh, do you think it's? What do you think it is? Do you think it's? Do you think it's? But oh my God, is it the trees? I know what. What's going on? It's oh, like Dong Leguizamo got out of there so quick. Yeah, basically, basically. Like, I want out of this movie, so kill my character, please. Yeah, well, I mean, just for people's um, uh, idea, it's got a tomato on, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a tomato meter of eighty four percent. Uh, and an audience score of 68%. So the audience didn't get it nearly as much as the critics did. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if you do this or not, but I'd love to read some of the reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done um, it before, but I'm open to doing anything like that. Okay. So let's see here. Uh, let's go with the um, the bad ones. Okay. Here, just because I want to see what they think. Uh, Stephen Newton from Georgia Strait says, as a horror fan, this high-minded talk radio of the living dead left me as cold as a Pontypool winter. What? Oh, that yeah. joke fell flat, buddy. Yeah, and then uh, Stephen Farber of The Hollywood Reporter said, the, the, this low-budget picture is a little too claustrophobic and it grows tedious. The ominous, overbearing musical score tries but fails to jack up the tension. Maybe because you got something jacked in your mouth, pal. Mm. Uh, let's see. There's a lot less negative. Uh, okay, here we go. Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian um, says an utterly baffling and stunningly boring zombie horror thriller. I was never bored in this movie. No, neither was I. Yeah. Uh, David Edwards of The Daily Mirror says too much jaw, not enough gore. That, but that's not the point of this movie. Exactly. That's like with. Yeah, exactly. Like there are certain movies you go in knowing you're going to see or or you're going mm -hmm. to see certain types of violence that is not this movie yeah um oh here's one rob nelson from variety uh said how sh however shrewdly contrived to keep its budget low pony pool set almost entirely in a basement radio station is a zombie flick sans bite fuck you um felix vasquez jr from cinema craze says ponty pool loses but easily could have been a great story sorry no that's no uh yeah, I disagree there. And then V.A. Macetto, who looks like a third-rate David Letterman with his beard, uh, <laughs> from the New York Post, because why would I listen to the New York Post, says, what's a zombie movie without zombies? A dull zombie movie. Um, okay. Uh, and then Brian Tallarico from Movie Retriever says, there are dozens of zombie films worse than Pawnee Pool, and hardcore genre fans may find something to like, but casual aficionados of the undead should shuffle on. It's like none of this makes any sense. These reviews are just because it's, it doesn't seem like because it's oh oh okay here we go. I'm gonna we're gonna end with this one. Okay. Okay. For, from the observer, Rex Reed. Mm, okay. If it wasn't so boring, the dialogue would be a laugh a minute. The acting is so abominable that the cast is better off unmentioned. I. Fuck you, Rex Reed. What, I don't know what movie he watched. He, he, obviously, a different one than the ones one we watched. And see, that's and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get up on a little bit of a soapbox here. Hey, that's, bring down those eyebrows, sir. That's that's my problem with people relying solely on critics or reviewers 
to uh-huh. base their opinion on anything. Like a while back, I was talking about, uh, I saw somebody commenting on a video game and I was like, you could just get it yourself and figure out if you like it or not, instead of listening to somebody tell you why they don't like it and basing your opinion on that. They're like, well, why? That's what reviewers are for. I'm like, yeah, but they're also to help you be informed. But if this is something you want to try, maybe you do it yourself. Just right, check something exactly. out. It's like, that's why I, I listen to movie critics and I'm like, you don't understand yeah. what some of these are. You're going in with expectations. It's like, but you're not seeing it from a fan perspective. You're seeing it from, I need to go watch this to do my job. Right. And that and that's the big thing is that's why um, I could never really be a, a film critic because mm-hmm. I have this horrible thing because I say that I'm done directing, but we all know that shit never leaves you never leaves you and mm-hmm. if the if the if the shit presents itself i'll probably jump at it if the situation's right but you know i'm 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 writing now way more than anything and uh i could never be a film critic because i know how the sausage is made and right. i know what goes into it and being somebody who's made them i can't give a um a, an unbiased opinion you know mm-hmm. unless unless it's an eli roth movie then yeah that's then that's a whole other ball of wax. <laughs> but, and I was ex- I was almost excited for Borderlands. Mm-hmm. Then I found out he directed it. I was like, nope. Uh, Sorry, I'm not. I mean, and then that's a, that's the fucked up thing is Jamie Lee Curtis and Kate Blanchett in the same movie. That's that's some milf stew right there. Yeah, is that is that uh, based on the video game or no? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, because I was I tried to little little side here. I had a PS Vita like years back and I got the Borderlands package that had the game in it. I couldn't get into the game. I don't know. I tried. I tried, I tried playing Bioshock the other night and I couldn't get into it. Now, see, I like Bioshock and I think it has to do with it has like that old school, like like 20s, 30s feel, but it's also horror. But I, I like that. It's It's definitely a game that's not for everybody. No. So, I mean, if you can't get into it, I'm not going to sit here and go, well, you just don't get it. Just, just to uh, each their own. Just, just relax. Just relax there, <laughs> Justin. And this is all, not. The, and I'll, I'll just for the record, I would say all these things to his face. Yeah. So it's not. Oh yeah, you wouldn't. This is nothing that's not going to be said to him at some point. Probably. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So give but, you shit, you'll get right back. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 not. Telling him that the circle uh, of life, exactly the circle of life. <laughs> you know, I've never seen The Lion King, and I still know that song. That's how insane it is. Yeah, that's how, it, it, how it is. ingrained into the the pop culture zeitgeist it is. Yeah, I've seen the movie once. I have ever seen a Disney a Disney animated film. I've never seen one. Huh. Like I've seen up, but I think that that's more Pixar than yeah, that's Disney. Pixar. And uh, like so, I've never seen Snow White. I've never seen Cinderella. I've never seen The Lion King. I've never seen The Jungle Book. Um, I've never seen uh, The Little Mermaid. Hey, um, there's a lot of them I haven't seen. I saw some as kids, and I don't remember a lot of them. Yeah, so you know, all I know, the only thing I know about Lion King is that it's Hamlet, basically. Yeah. And if I want to watch an ad- adaptation of Hamlet, I'll wa- I'll go back and watch Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I love Sons of Anarchy. Isn't it great? Man, I got to that show late, but then I powered through like back seasons to catch uh-huh. up with it on a weekly uh-huh. basis. And, and Katie Seagal still looking fly as ever. 
And she was, oh. Mm-hmm. So good at being such a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, she got what she deserved in the end. I was like, it's about damn time. <laughs> yeah, it really, yeah. Yeah, and and who gave it to her? I don't want to spoil oh. anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I But don't. if you've read Hamlet, you know. Mm-hmm. Mercutio. No, um, like what she did to to Gemma, it's like, oh god, not yeah, Gemma. Oh, that Tara, was her. What she did, Tara, Tara, Tara. Yeah. Then she's Gemma, Tara. Yeah. See, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I actually had uh, Maggie sip on my show too. <laughs> and, nice. and when I did the, when I did the interview with her, she was sitting at the meeting table. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Not to name drop or anything, but yeah, <laughs> not to name drop. Not like I have Peter Weller's cell phone number or anything. Um, but yeah, <laughs> getting back to Pontypool, this is just one of those. I want to just scream from the rooftop everything that happens, and I just I can't. Yeah, it's it's a thing like you like it so much you want to tell everybody about it you want to tell them what it is but at the same time you're like you if you haven't seen it you have to experience it yes exactly it is an experience it's not like every it's not like going to see it uh uh um uh what's it called uh fast and the furious movie yeah it's it's you can't just be spoiled and, and move on yeah this isn't this yeah. isn't a this isn't a popcorn movie where you can like check out and just see flashing lights and action on the screen for two hours. Mm-hmm. This is a mm-hmm. put your phone down, watch the movie. And I know some people don't like to do that. They're like, well, it's a movie. I can just do whatever while I'm watching. it. it's like, yeah, that's the beauty of watching it at home. But at the same time, this deserves your attention. It really, really does. Because if you miss one little thing, you might be like, wait, what happened? I felt that way a couple of times. I'm like, wait, and I'm watching the movie. Yeah. Yeah, there were times I even now after watching it, like probably this is like my sixth or seventh time watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to rewind certain things, you know, and uh, and 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 like look at at, uh, at Laurel Ann and be like, okay, I know she looks a little fucked up right now, but is she still doable? <laughs> hmm, I don't know. I do want to say the know. the the makeup effects that they did for her character as Fantastic. things progressed. <sighs> yeah, top notch. Yeah. And it wasn't Kevin Yeager or Tom Savini. No. Which Go proves, figure. There's there's a lot of good effects out there in indie horror. I mean, there's uh-huh. a lot. There's yep. a lot that you look at and you go, probably shouldn't have held the camera on it too long, but I get what you guys were doing. So, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I don't try to crap on anybody or shit on anybody for their effects work because obviously they're trying to get something done. And if the time constraints are so tight... You've basically sometimes you got one shot and that's it. There's no reshoots, no retakes, nothing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you sometimes really have they're to, like, yeah, they're like, light it this way, show it for this long and you're good. And then the director goes, well, we can show it longer. It's like, uh, maybe and not. You, everyone saw all the seams and yeah, but it still looked cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, I, I was like, wow, that's, that's, oh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, and it's unsettling, which is the important part because that's the kind of horror I like. That's why, that's why, um, why Pearl I love so much. I still have to check that one out. It's super unsettling, um, and the male lead, the lead male character in the movie is now playing Superman. So there you go. <laughs> uh, that means James Gunn still watches, uh, you know, underground indie horror. Oh, yeah. um, but I don't can think you call he's it ever indie horror? If it's, no, I, I, is there ever? 
Is there? Can you even call it indie horror if it A twenty four puts it out? Um, see, that's the thing. I don't know if you yeah. can because they've become so well known at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Like when certain things hit. Like I don't know. I think even it's hard to say if Hereditary because it was still it's it was one of the earlier things I know from A twenty four, but it's still. I mean, it's it's tough to say. Yeah, at, it's very. At, they're doing stuff an indie production company would do, like they they're kind of like how Blumhouse they take chances on things. A twenty four and Blumhouse, I think, take chances whether they hit or miss. They're still willing to be like, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, because you never know. Well, at this point, I think they've made enough that they're allowed to take little chances here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so we'll we'll see what happens. So I got to ask you now, do you do the ratings thing? Yeah, I okay. Ev occasionally I do. Sometimes if we're just having a good old conversation and we both are gushing about it, it's like, yeah, we don't even need to rate it. We know, but. With something like this, because we're not really getting into the depth of the movie and spoiling a whole lot, I think ratings are warranted. That way we can kind of let people know, like, hey, it's definitely worth your time. We're not just right. shit. Right, right, right. And like I said, this probably isn't going to be the longest episode because we really there isn't a lot we can talk about without like, I don't feel right spoiling. You know, I don't yeah. just, like especially I mean, there's some movies like I'll, if, if I'm if we were on here to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder, spoil away. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And despite people's misgivings about that movie, I I, I still enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it too. Yeah, and um, so it's kind of, yeah. So I I can't really say much. Yeah. Before before we get into do any ratings, I definitely want us to give a, a rating for this one. Uh huh. I want to say that this movie has tension from the offset. Mm hmm. As soon as you get in, there is a tension in this movie, and it just ramps up throughout it just keeps yeah. going it's like okay there's tension in the beginning when that woman just randomly comes into his car you're like what the hell is that all about there's tension among them working yeah. and then the tension grows as it's there's something unknown happening and it's getting worse and there's many people that are acting strange and they're collapsing a building yeah you know people are dying it's like what the fuck there's something strange in their neighborhood they need to call Ray Parker Jr. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you think Bustin would make him feel good? Um, that would be a lot of murder. <laughs> I think um, I'm pretty sure the proton accelerator would just fucking murder everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and, and who's to, OK? I will, I will say this. I will say this. I never thought the day would come when I would say that the actual heroes of this film are the French. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. The French are never heroes of anything. No. They're the only ones who figured it out, really. Mm hmm. And then, of course, he reads it. He doesn't pre pre read <laughs> the translation. No. Before saying it like a fucking dumbass. I did like that touch. He's reads yeah. through it and it goes, do not translate this. And he just looks like, oh, fuck. oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Wasn't Stephen McHattie, wasn't he in Payback with Mel Gibson? He might have been. I'm actually, I have IMDb up right here. So okay. I'm take a look and see. Because I know the one thing I know him from for sure is Watchmen. Was he in Watchmen? Yeah. What, what he was, was he... the original Night Owl. 
Oh. Okay. 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 Let's see how far when was payback? Late nineties. All right. I gotta scroll for a while because there's a long list. This man has done a lot. Oh shit, he was the narrator of basketball. Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh god. Let me see. I am not seeing it. You know, you remember the movie Payback, though. I never saw it, but I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, he. from what I can see, he was not in it. I am going to look up to see what year so I can make sure I'm looking at the right era, if I can spell correctly. You can't, but that's okay. 99. Yeah. 99. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, no, he wasn't in that. I wonder who it was. I'm going through cast the cast now, and I'll tell you who reminds me. No, 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 no. I must have been thinking of something else then. Huh. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, because I'm looking at the pictures I can see. I'm like, I don't, I don't see anybody that... Resembles him. Yeah. Huh. No, that's... No. I mean, the only thing I could say is maybe somebody could possibly mistake John Glover, but yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But John Glover's John Glover. That's yeah. If if you know it, I mean, yeah. If you've seen John Glover in anything, you know who John Glover is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, the man was Lionel Luther for God's sake. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Lionel Luther. Great. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Fucking yeah. And a clamp from Gremlins. To you mean Donald Trump, <laughs> but with way more personality and yeah, charisma, I actually liked him. and yeah. was charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't seem like he was a complete ass. Can you? Uh, you know what I see? I see suction cups on the hands <laughs> in the back windows of people's cars. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. So I guess oh, uh, we should probably wrap it up then, because that's I can't really think of anything more to say. Yeah, it's. It's one of those, like you said, it's you don't want to spoil it. So it's really hard to do a movie like this, but it's fun to sit down and have a conversation with somebody who feels the same way. Yes. And um, do you mind if I go first, sir? No, go right ahead. I give this a nine out of ten. Um, the only reason I don't give it a ten is because I think it drags on a little bit too long. Uh, I think some of the stuff could have been cut down a little bit, but ultimately um, I think it's a fantastic film and it needs to be seen. Uh, I think it needs to be shown in... Uh, um, cinema courses for film studies. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Same rating. You there? Don't steal from me. Oh, okay. Don't steal my <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I thought I lost you for a second. There, no, man. I muted it to throw something uh, away. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm still here. I ain't gone yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. Same rating. Nine out of ten. It's yeah. Just... It's definitely got it. Like, a, and and it's tension from the word go. Yeah. The word go. And I almost want to rewatch it again. Yeah, I'm um, I'm probably going to end up rewatching it soon. Just so you can rewatch the uh, post credit sequence, the post credit sequence and see if there's any other little things I can pick up. Might even watch it on my computer so I can see the, the subtitles, subtitles so yeah. I can get a little more of what's going on. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. But, but I yeah, do want to say, Stephen McCaddy has like a voice for radio, too. I'm surprised that I haven't seen any like voice work from him. Well, except for him being the narrator in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> there's probably more to it i haven't dove in but i was looking to see like has he done any like animated stuff and i didn't notice anything 
Huh? Well, so like he's got the voice for it, man. He does. He does. Kiss is kill. And I'm still here, you cocksuckers. He almost sounds like Duke Nukem. Yeah. Almost. I, I was trying to place it, and yeah. that's actually the, the best way. Yeah, that makes yeah. total sense. He's going to rip off your head and shit down your neck. Oh, man. He's just, so. he's really good. He fits the role. I mean, he's wearing the cowboy hat. Like, fucking, oh, what was that? God damn it. The guy that... I used to listen to Howard Stern a lot back in the day, so I'm trying to remember who was the Don guy. Imus. Imus. Yeah, Fuck that's Imus. what it reminded me of because I saw images of him. I'm like, what is this old fuck doing wearing this cowboy? And that's what it kind of reminded me of. I'm like, oh, my name is Don Imus. You sound like a mummy. Shut up. <laughs> You're dead. But, but yeah, that's uh, that's zombies. yeah. Speaking of zombies, watch Pony Pool. Uh, <laughs> but that's really all we can really say about it. Is yeah. Is, Go watch the movie, and I want to thank you so much for having me on. Of course, man. I mean, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad you picked this movie yes. to introduce me to for First Watch February. Yeah, you would have hated House by the Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who Italians. knows? Because I really I like weird Italian stuff. And the Giallo months that I've been doing the last couple of years now, it's put me into some weird shit, and I've liked most of it. There's only been one miss, and that was The Blade in the Dark. Oh, uh, well. There you go. But the only yeah. the only giallo picture I really like, I don't even know if you can call it a giallo picture, is pieces. Yeah. Pieces you know, is it's fantastic. Yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Again, thank you so much for having me on. Uh well, do you mind if I on, do you mind man. if I plug? Plug away. I was gonna give you the thing, but you know what to do. Plug, I do. Plug I've everything been, you're doing, man. I'm a I'm a I'm a, an old hat at this. Um, I'm uh, you can find everything at imuncleron.com on all social medias. I'm Uncle Ron. Um, you can pick up the first issue of Tales of Shock and Terror at Tales uh, from the Podcast.com. Uh, issue two is moving right along. Issue one of four of my new book for sale, which is me and Josie Henry. Um, that should be out in April, and it looks like I'm. It looks like I haven't confirmed it yet. Uh, but it looks like I'll be at Quad. Quad City Con in Racine, Wisconsin on April 7th. And we'll have copies of the book then, I'm hoping. Um, and I'm working on more short story stuff. I'm just like, I'm writing, writing, writing. I'm a, I'm a busy little beaver. Very nice. Very and nice. you can catch me every almost every Saturday on Tales from the Podcast with, with this uh, uh, jabroni. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. sometimes we talk about the movie. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes the movie is just not worth talking about like all five leprechaun movies. But but yeah, thanks so much <laughs> for having me on. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. And of course, you know, you can find Skewered Universe on all podcatchers. That's Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Google for now until it transitions over to YouTube music. Head over to skeweredhead.com. You can find links to all of our social media, Facebook threads, all that stuff. No Twitter. We're off of there. So don't even ask us if we're going there again. We're done. <laughs> we ain't going back to that dumpster fire but elon oh no 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 super villain yes like Luther. he he could have gone the other way yeah he could have but... and he didn't no nope. no nope. while over there you can find links to the patreon you'll get exclusive audio commentary tracks and transmissions episodes all that good stuff and as ron mentioned you can catch me on tales of the podcast every saturday we're currently doing the leprechaun franchise and as of this recording we're going to be closing that out with Leprechaun back to the hood. Ugh. So I won't be there, but yeah, Ron will not be it. there, but 
JB and I will hold down the fort. Sally will be there too. I'm oh, sure. Sally will be there too. Okay. So yeah, all you Sally beast fans out there from Twitch yes. come watch her. Yes. She's, she's <laughs> awesome. Uh, and God, please vote for Treehouse of horror <laughs> or child's play. I don't care which. Yeah. There's currently a poll over on the YouTube for tales of the podcast. I'll plug it here. You can go vote for what we do next. Your three options are, are you afraid of the dark <laughs> Simpsons Treehouse of horror and Woo-hoo! the child's play franchise. And at this point, Jeff and I have teamed up and we don't care which yeah. one of ours wins as long as it's not. A, are you afraid of the dark? Because yeah. that's going to be a two year commitment. I wouldn't mind seeing are you afraid of the dark? But you as many votes as it has right now, vote for the other two. Yes, vote for exactly. Treehouse or vote for Child's Play. Vote for Child's Play. Yes. Yes. G- give us give us a fighting chance. Exactly. Exactly. So, but so, yeah, Ron, I'm gonna, I want to thank you again for coming on. This has been a no lot of problem. fun. Oh, uh, yeah. A shorter episode, but. Like we said, there's not a whole lot we can talk about with this movie without spoiling it and exactly. possibly ruin it for everybody. Yes. Go to Shutter. Come on. Get a seven-day yeah. free trial. I'm sure Chris Jericho has one that Man, he can give you. Hell, just just pay for the year. It's right. really not that expensive. No, and when you, you get break Joe it down Bob. compared to others. Yeah, and you get Joe Bob. Uh-huh. And they're constantly putting new stuff up there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got Shutter and Screenbox, and between the two, I'm like, I don't know what to do. This is all yeah. horror. I don't know what to do. My penis is so hard. <laughs> no, you think you're wonderful. excited to feel these nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I lost but with my that, train the, of thought. But with that, the pocket universe has <laughs> fell in on itself. <laughs> and keep enjoying that universe that's just a bit skewered. <laughs> <laughs>